Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year as you work our way through the final day of 2021. No Campbell Brown. He's got the feet up. He'll be back on trackside tomorrow. But Cam Luke coming to you from beautiful Hobart. Barely a cloud in the sky, and what a big week it is going to be. So much to get into. Devonport Cup, huge amount of race meetings, all codes in the next couple of days, and I cannot wait for it. As always, we start with our main man. Jamie Cockshat joins us. A lot going on. Jamie, I welcome you in for the last time in 2021. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, mate. What a year it's been. Yeah, sure as, mate. But, yeah, sentiments to all the listeners out there, mate. Hope you have a, a happy and very safe New Year tonight, and if they're out celebrating. But, yeah, it's been a cracker of a year, mate. Highlighted by the Melbourne Football Club winning the grand final in my eyes. But, um, <laughs> oh, Jamie, don't, hey, don't be mate? humble, mate. Mate, my <laughs> highlight was you continually backing them to win the premiership after about round three. <laughs> after after that Anzac Day Eve game where they were brilliant in the wet by knocking off the Tigers, all of a sudden, and you confirmed it, maybe not with words, but with your silence when I asked you said question, you continually jumping in each and every week. So in the end, Melbourne were great and they were brilliant and we expect them to be really good next year and going forward in particular with that young core of midfielders. But uh, I think that you are the number one story of the year, mate. Your ability to be able to back your beloved D's each and every week and led to that wonderful day in September in Perth. Hey, mate, when you've been doing it for 20 years, you've got to get it right one time, mate. So don't get me wrong. I reckon I'll still be a fair bit behind, to be honest. But, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it was, it was a whole lot of the year, probably the whole lot, you know, for a long time in my life because, you know, I've been a diehard Melbourne supporter. But, um, yeah, it was great, mate. But at the end of the day, it's all over and done with. They've got to back it up next year. And let's just hope they, you know, they give it a red-hot crack, mate. Most certainly they will. All right, a uh, good couple of days racing as well, in- including a New Year's Eve meeting at Carrick, which we'll get to very shortly. Where are your best bets? Yeah, well, we'll start at Carrick, mate. You know, like the the, the best bets, or well, the first race is on in actually three hours, to be honest, Cam. Um, we'll start with race five, number 10, Living on Prayer. She drops back from the Sire Stakes series where she acquitted herself very well. Um, this is much easier. There's only one danger in the race, and that's a horse called Lafont. But if Rowan Halley can get around and up outside the lead early, I think she can prove too strong for her rivals. Um, race eight, number nine, bounding in. We'll find this much easier. Um, Connor Cook's, you know, had a stellar season, and he he'll go out, you know, he'll go out a winner, and bounding in will get the job done for us. There's a couple of like of value, but they're not really values now. The markets are out. Race six, number five, Bill Scotty. You know, I, I was wanting five dollars, but he's in the three dollars fifty. There's a fair bit of speed drawn inside him, but driver Paul Hill, mate, he only knows one way. Handlebars down early, and he'll run the gate hard, and I reckon he can bully his way across the lead, and he'll take a second beating. And B Major Threat's only a five-horse field now, and he's got into pretty short odds, but I think as the day goes on, he might drift to three fifty-four dollars, and I think he'll be a good player at those odds, Cam. And the Ruffy comes up, race four, number 11, a horse called He's Race is Sharp. Drawn outside the second line, I think he's around about $20, which is, you know, a bit over my odds, to be honest. And I think he can run a pretty good race, especially if he can get a three-white card into the race. 
Uh, I, there's a little bit of confidence in your voice too, Jamie, which I do particularly love. I know you've had a nice little festive season, slightly recharged and refreshed, and it just feels you're about to send the punters, the SEN track family, be it deep in Tasmania or anywhere around the great country, into a winning note into the new year. Oh, I always hope so, mate. Fingers crossed. It'd be good if we can, that's for sure. You know, um, get some of our money back we spent at Christmas time, mate. You know? But, um, we also <laughs> have what... a non-tab meeting tomorrow. Tomorrow, Cam, at, at a place called St Mary's. Only one meeting a year. Um, unfortunately, we can't bet on the race, but I'd just like to wish the club all the best out there, that if any listeners are tuning in and they have a, have a great day at St Mary's, it's a grass track up around the hills in the countryside. It's you know, it's a great day, and um, I just wish all participants all the, all the best up there, mate. And, you know, the Cup's actually worth 14000 so someone's going to come home with a, a pretty handsome return. I tell you what, there's a, there's a lot going on right now, isn't there, around, uh, around Tassie, and there's a lot of people who, and I've always said this, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a racing fan, clearly. I'm, I'm a social person as well. I like to be out and about and enjoying it. There, there's no better way to ring in the new year. It doesn't matter what code it is, to be out having a beer with your mates, in particular after the, the last couple of years we have had. And I think tomorrow is going to be a perfect example because uh, not only is there going to be some great racing, but the fact is you can sit back, relax, in a really nice, relaxed setting and enjoy yourself while uh, saying goodbye to a, well, you know what, a tough year. Yeah, my sentiment's exactly, Cam. It has been a tough year, but let's just hope, you know, the world's starting to get on the right side of the ledger. And, you know, we just got to learn to live with COVID, which I think people are starting to accept. And, you know, that's going to be a, a great way for us moving forward in 2022 and just get back to some normality in our lives. Beautifully said, mate. All right. Uh, now, you've got a very special guest for us today. Yeah, well, we've got Christy Gut. Christy Butler coming on board, mate. She's a trainer with her, with her husband, Mark Butler. You know, they run a, a training um, set up together up the northeast coast of Tasmania. And, yeah, they've got three runners tonight at Carrick, so it'll be interesting to see her thoughts on those three runners. All right, we'll get to Christy very shortly. What does New Year's look for you, mate? What does it look like for you? Oh, I'm a pretty um, laid-back fella, mate. I won't be doing too much, you know. Like, um, just have a quiet one, sit at home, you know, watch a bit of sport on the TV, you know. Um, tonight if there's any on and um, yeah just bring it in nice and quiet mate and beautifully done well you mentioned it uh, no it is a big day tomorrow and uh, I tell you what there's a very big day today at Carrick for the Butlers and uh, you've got your very special guest on she's just joining us right now so fire away mate how you going Christy good thanks Jamie how are you yeah not too bad no not too bad um, just uh, we'll go for your runners today at um, Carrick we've got start with race four horse called Arthur Elliott uh, you learned up the win last time, but um, I just think he laid in a little bit on, on, on the driver late that might have cost him the race, but he draws the pole tonight. It's not an easy race, but he does get the pole, and I think he can hold up, and um, that'll take him a long way to winning the race. Yeah, no, he was... Um, well, he, he wasn't really disappointing with the run last week, but, yeah, the, the end of it was disappointing. Um, yeah, we thought that he probably should have won it if he had have done everything right and gone straight. Um, but yeah, we'll be looking to push forward tonight and hold the front, and yeah, hopefully he can he can go straight and go all the way tonight. So he's trained on all right from last week. Yeah, no, he pulled up really well, um, ate up, did everything right, and he's worked really good through the week. So so yeah, the rest is up to him. Yeah, that's right. We'll go to race six. He got a horse called Tennessee Miracle. I had one 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 run in the state. Never had the best of luck. Was trapped wide. Couldn't really get into the race, but he too also draws the pole, so that should see him run a much improved race. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, we kind of just used that claiming driver's race the other week as a trial. Um, he hadn't been with us long, so we didn't really know much about him. Um, happy once we've seen the fields and the draw. I think he's going to run much better up on the speed and uh, same same go with him. We'll try and hold the front with him as well. There we go across to the left. Yeah, then we go across to the last. We've got Iron Forest. <laughs> he, yeah. He's a funny bugger, as everybody knows. Um, he, he's as tough as old boots, but he has a tendency to drop the bit and look gone, and then he'll pick the bit back up once he gets in a straight line and, and keep coming. He's, he's drawn okay to push forward, and he should be able to get outside the leader. And even, you know, he's not a sneaky chance. We have bullying his way to the top, and I reckon if he finds the top, you know, he's going to be take a stack of beating in a, in a pretty good race to finish off the night. Yeah, it's funny. Every time we mention Forrest's name, we, we have a bit of a giggle because you never know what he's going to do. He does his own thing. Um, yeah, but we'll definitely be pushing forward with him as that's how he races every start. And, yeah, if he can't find the top, he'll he'll still run a really good race in the breeze, I would imagine. Yeah, that's for sure. So you got you got three runners in. You know, you've got $10. What, what, what can you put that... What would you put that $10 on for the listeners out there to give them a bit of New Year's, New Year's Eve glory? Oh, out of the three, I would be putting it on Tennessee Miracle. Yeah, well, there you go, listen. So I thought that was the outsider of the three. So that just proves what a good judge yeah. I am. <laughs> but yeah, no, I well, well, wish you all the best. You and Mark and your little and my little fella Ollie, you know, have a safe new year and all the best for, for next season, Christy. Yeah, thank you very much. Same to you. Thank you. Always like a little bit of value when now our uh, our special guests come on, Jamie, and give us a little one uh, from the stable that might have a bit of value for the punters. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. You know, the three runners, they're all they're all got some sort of chance, and it's just good she was more bullish on the the outside of the trio. You know, the listeners out there, and, you know, you know, can push forward, and if it holds the top, it will will give a big sight. You know, and um, it is a bit of value because it is a pretty open race, race six, and leading around Carrick is a pretty decent advantage too, Cam. Beautifully done. And just uh, for people who want to follow the butlers in today, race four, Arthur Elliott, race six, Tennessee Miracle, and race nine, Iden Forest. And before we let you go, Jamie, and get into your relaxation to end 2021, just your best bets again, of course, for the SN Track family at SN underscore track. Jamie Cockshut's best bets always up via all our socials. But uh, again, mate, your best bets and your value before we get into what's going to be a big night. We'll go race five, number 10, living on prayer. And have a Cornella with LaFond. They'll run one, two, but I think Living on Prayer proved too tough. Race eight, number nine, Bowdown. It's probably the, the best of the day, to be honest, Cam. Colour value, race six, number five, Bill of Scotty. Hopefully, you know, the listeners back to Tennessee Miracle and Bill of Scotty pushes out the market a bit now, which will, which will be handy. Um, race seven, number six, B Major Threat. And the roughie of the day is race four, number 11, he's Razor Sharp. And I do encourage listeners out there to have, you know, one by two on he's Razor Sharp because I think he's definitely over the odds at the moment. Beautifully done, mate. Hey, I uh, just want to quickly say we didn't get a chance last week with uh, with Christmas Eve, but Taz Racing Talk, we are so excited. We love Tasmanian racing in all codes. We love so many of our SEN Track family listeners who, who are down in Tassie, down here in Tassie, and it's a beautiful, beautiful state, and we're looking forward to spending more time uh, getting to know you, Jamie, via the radio and also in person as we get out and about a bit more into 2022. And as people like you, as much as we joke and, and have plenty of fun when it comes to uh, the Melbourne Football Club and all the rest of it, it's people like you that continually 
tell everyone and expose this great sport and the great way which Tasmanian racing does so many different things, mate. So you should be very proud of what you've done. You're a huge part of the SEN track family, mate. We love you being a part of it, and we look forward to it continuing into the new year. Yeah, but it'd be kudos to you too, mate. You know, you, the way you promote it, and you know, I'll give a bit of banter, which is great for the listeners, but you know, you've done an outstanding job since um, Taz Racing's come on board with SEN. And, you know... I never used to listen to SEM, but I tune in every day now. So you got well listening for life, mate. And I love you, you, your banter with, Cam, with Campbell. And, yeah, it's great to see you, mate. And um, you just have a safe new year, mate. And I'm sure we'll um, get into 2022 and um, expose it even more, Copper. Lock it in, mate. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, have a great time. And we'll talk at this time next week. Jamie Cockshut, thank you. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Hey, track. There you go, Jamie Cockshad, who has had an outstanding year. Any time that there's a football drought broken, you're already in front. But his ability to be able to find winners and tell stories and get the best special guests on Taz Racing Talk is a huge reason as to why the SEN Track family continue to find winners in the beautiful state of Tasmania. We'll get to a break. There's plenty more on the other side of it. Wherever you might be, let us know. 0499 736 736. All thanks to Ladbrokes. This is Taz Racing Talk. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. You most certainly are. Well, you kind of are. There's no Campbell Brown. He'll be back for Trackside tomorrow, but you are listening to Cam Luke. I am in a beautiful Hobart. It is unbelievable. It is glorious. It is blue skies, and it sets us up for what is a huge day of racing. You can get us involved or get involved whenever you like, 0499736. 736. Uh, Lisa Buckby's going to join us shortly. Barry Milton's going to jump on the line as well. But Jamie Crockshot did allude to it. The St. Mary's Cup worth 14 grand. It is the only meeting of the year they have. It's on New Year's Day. And for anyone who has been, it is an intimate track. You're almost on top of the action. It is cool. Craig Woods joins us right now from the St. Mary's Racing Club. Craig, good afternoon to you. How are you, mate? How are you going? All good, thank you. I'm, I'm doing well, mate. I, I, I assume uh, when you have one meeting a year and it's the cup and everything's so exciting this time of year, your excitement and the, the, the community around it is going through the roof. Yeah, it is. It is totally, mate. Like the whole uh, Thingor Valley community, in this case, the Tasmanian community, they really they really all look forward to the various races in their 135th year. Uh, it's a long way to, like I say, one day a year uh, it's just penciled in with all the locals and campers and everything around the place that they head to some areas for New Year's Day races. So it's, um, yeah, for people who are unaware and, and want to learn a little bit about it, of which I am one of them, uh, how many people do you traditionally get on track for the race day? Um, well, traditionally we get over the 2,000. Um, if yep. you with COVID, um, we don't know, <laughs> honestly. Um, so we're, yep. um, yeah, we've had a bit of paperwork to go through and all that to get things up and going. This year, last year, we... We decided it was too hard to go, um, so this year we've, we've done our best, and yeah, we've got all the things in place to have a big day. So um, yeah, normally we get over the two thousand on a generally normal day, and this year being a Saturday, we do we do expect quite a quite a large crowd. So um, we've already got um, we've already got about thirty or forty caravans here already waiting uh, waiting for the day, and they'll just keep rolling in over the next the next uh, next few hours this afternoon. They'll all roll in, and and um, yeah. It's really a big day on people's calendars now, then down here. 
So logistically, uh, do you have restrictions in place tomorrow? Is there a certain amount of people that uh, can go only or is there ways in which people, uh, so I'm assuming double vaccinated is, is probably one of the major ones, of course. But for people who are listening right now and are thinking maybe it will go down, is there, is, what are the restrictions, if any, when it yep. comes to attending tomorrow if it's your first time? Yep, no, so, um, so basically we, we've done all our COVID, COVID stuff that we had to do. Um, we're, we basically go under a Tier 1 event, which allows us yep. over a 1,000 people. Um, so it's going to be a masked event. That's an issue, um, but that's the way of the world nowadays. We've got to mask up. Um, yep. So, yeah, so everything's in place and uh, we'll be a COVID safe event as everything has to be nowadays. And, and um, I'm sure everything will just fall into place quite nicely. It always does, so I don't see any difference tomorrow. So, yeah, so everyone who can come up to some areas as you normally do and some new people that's first time at it, um, more than welcome to come up and... Uh, and say good day and have a great day at the races. Now, when I was doing a little bit of uh, history research on this particular day, of course, always on New Year's Day, except for, I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, 2007. That, did you have to force it into into April due to some wild weather? Was it too hot or was it something else that no, stopped at that particular was, day? Uh, yeah, no, it was too wet. Um, okay, there you go. Because uh, <laughs> we're a grass track. Um, yep. The circumference of the grass track, so... We're very weather dependent, and normally this time of year we're normally putting water on. But that particular year we had a large amount of rain over the Christmas period, and the track we got a, on the home corner, I guess, it was just um, too wet and was deemed unsafe to race on, which which always comes first. And we had to postpone to Easter. We had a Easter Saturday meet instead. So, um, and then last year we we did actually um, had the year off because of COVID restrictions. We couldn't manage, and um, yeah, we're back again for 135th year. You mentioned the grass track. Are you are you one of only two in Tasmania? Yeah, well, there's us and there's um, and there's um, uh, King Island, no grass track as yep. well. So yeah, so um, we do a lot of work during the year with our track to keep it up to scratch, and it looks it looks a million dollars because we've had a wet winter this year, and it looks a million dollars here at the moment. It should be in perfect condition for tomorrow. So yeah, it's all going good. Now before. Before I do let you go and, and can't wait for it, Samaria's Cup worth $14,000. Race six tomorrow. Jamie Cockshart spoke about it only moments ago off the top of the program. Uh, do you have a tip for us? Um, I used to have horses myself, but now I don't have any. But um, no, I like the Rowan Hillier trained horse tomorrow. Um, I think Rowan always brings a good horse up, and he's won the Cup a few times over the last few years, and he'd be one to follow, I think. Well, he, he's yeah. the reigning champion, isn't he? Because we didn't have it last year. So he won it two years ago. So he's trying to go back-to-back in a in a weird type of quirk of a way. <laughs> he is, yeah. And a couple of years ago, himself and Todd Retro, they actually um, dead-heated for the Cup with full speed ahead and um, solid as a rock. Um, so it was a dead heat for the Cup in 2018. So um, so they're pretty successful, Rowan and, and the Retro family and, um, and so forth. So it's a, it's a race that the, the battler used to always come and win and, and that's what we put ourselves out there for, just a, you know, like a unique event and a unique day with uh, what it brings to, to, the, to the event sort of thing. So, yeah. So what does tonight that, mean um, for you? Early to bed tonight, Craig, for you and, uh, uh, and the crew? Uh, uh, unfortunately, it is. It's early to bed because it's a big day tomorrow and then we, we'll play up tomorrow night perhaps um, for a while. Um, yeah, so, you know, as a, as a kid growing up here in the Fingal Valley, my father and mother, they're both wife members and, and it's a day that... Um, that we all enjoy the kids growing up, and so we just keep it going for, for the children and the people of the valley to, to keep tradition at some areas on New Year's Day, mate. 
Well, you keep it going and you're doing it brilliantly, mate. Enjoy tomorrow. Have a very happy new year. And, uh, yeah, you can play up tomorrow night, mate. I, I, I know you said perhaps, but I, I don't buy that. So uh, enjoy <laughs> no, the fruits mate. of all the hard work and have a great day tomorrow, mate. All right, mate. Thank you very much for your, your, uh, your input into things. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Craig Woods. If you're heading that way, St Mary's Racing Club, only on the East Coast of Tassie, the only well, the only meeting for the year, which means it is next level. All right, let's talk. Well, you know what? Lisa Buckby's going to join us because Longford, tomorrow Longford, what a great racing tradition they have at Longford. They're going to pay tribute to Piping Lane. Of course, a Melbourne Cup winner who also won the Longford Cup. There is so much and so many great racing stories that come out of Longford, in particular in the last few years, of course, as we are joined by Lisa. Lisa, as you welcome, as you're welcomed in, good afternoon and happy New Year. Thank you, Cam, and thank you, listeners. How's it all going? Exciting as always tomorrow, and I, I talk about that steep tradition of of great racing people and great horses coming out of Longford. You're going to uh, honour one of the best tomorrow. We certainly are. It's the 50th anniversary of Piping Lane's Longford Cup win, which is where he started his Melbourne Cup journey, really, Cam. Uh, he was a Peterson horse back then, trained by Bill Wells and ridden by Michael Corney. And I looked and I thought, oh, what is 8 stone 7? I think it's about 54 kilos. <laughs> and the prize money back there was $450. Tomorrow they're racing for 25000 um, but yes, we've got an off-the-track retired thoroughbred, uh, Concentrate, yep. who doesn't look unlike Piping Lane. Good. Uh, and so he'll be dressed as Piping Lane, wearing the Trinder colours uh, to lead the field, the Longford Cup field, out onto the track tomorrow. Uh, he beat the handicapper. If he only carried that, then he went on to uh, achieve what he did, as we all know. He, you know I'm not, not, I don't want to cast shade onto the handicapper back in 1971, but, geez, I reckon I might have missed him. I think um, with Piping Lane, he was a horse that was on the improve, so Cam. Yep. So uh, in 72, he actually uh, won the Devonport Cup stakes as well and then went on to win the Hobart Cup. And Roy Higgins actually rode him in the Hobart Cup and, was asked the question, you know, is this horse good enough for the mainland? And um, the professor, as he was known, said, oh, he'll pick up a good country race in Victoria. Um, anyway, and the rest is now history because Piping Lane continued to improve every run. He got bigger and stronger. Um, and, yeah, my grandfather purchased him off uh, Ned Peterson and took that big plunge to Melbourne. Because he was, he was purchased specifically with the Melbourne Cup in mind, wasn't he? Correct. Yeah, my um, uncle Michael Trinder pop not to tell anyone that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I know it's been fifty years, but to be able to find a bargain or at least find one that's a little less than the value, you've you've got to be able to go around it in different ways. And uh, you know what? I'm not going to say it's an exact sting, but to be able to have a have a plan in progress and to be able to get it as cheap as possible, you need to keep it on the down low. Yeah, I think. Um, um, Pop Ray Trinder had um, watched Piping Lane's progress and yep. thought yep. he was a true stayer and uh, knew that that's what it would take, you know, to win a Melbourne Cup. And back then, the Melbourne Cup, the only internationals we had were a few New Zealanders 50 years ago. The Melbourne Cup today is a very different race. But Cam, we did have a lot of fun out at Longford here a few weeks ago with the Midland Pony Club. They did a reenactment of. Uh, the 1972 Melbourne Cup, and we had pony club riders and ponies go out onto the track as guns and 
magnifique and anyway they had they had a ball and they learnt a lot and it was it was great fun. Uh, so yes, just having concentrate lead the field out onto the track as piping lane is just to recognise those achievements and um, also hope that amongst this year's Longford Cup there's a, a young horse that can um, grow and develop and also probably bring home uh, some of those winnings like our special Mystic Journey and quite a lot of other horses have done. Um, I think it's the 10th year too of the Cleaners Longford Cup win uh, tomorrow so he was a, a really good horse also. He was and uh, ran in uh, a couple of Cox plates, I think, most definitely one. Winks' first one in 2015 and was able to win the Fiend a couple of times also. And, and any time there's a horse that goes out hard and, and, and sets the field alight and sets up a nice speed, it's always a horse that is uh, very well loved by anyone, regardless of, of where they come from. And the cleaner was exactly that. Before we let you go, Lisa, always appreciate your time. Just around the rest of the day, how does it all play out? I... Yeah, today it seems like I, I have to ask this conversation or ask this question a lot when discussing uh, racing events or sporting events, but restrictions when it comes to uh, COVID and all the rest of it. Is there anything different this year compared to previous years? Yeah, pre-purchase tickets is my understanding. So yep. um, limited gate sales, if any, depending on the numbers. So I think if anyone's planning to go out to Longford tomorrow, get your tickets today. You can buy them online. So that's the way to go. Beautifully done. Uh, how many people are you expecting? How many people there tomorrow, Lisa? Do you know? Oh gosh, I I, I don't know. I'm sorry, Cam. I have, didn't even look at That's that. Right. It's always a good crowd. There's um, mm. quite a few people who put up their um, gazebos and and make a big day of it. So there's always a good crowd, and it's always a great day, and there's lots of entertainment, um, including some great racing. Beautifully done. Look, Lisa, this time of year is, is, is such a great time, uh, regardless of, of what you're doing and regardless of what your tastes and your hobbies are. But when it comes to racing and the relaxed atmosphere around it, it, it is great. I, I say this almost, it feels like I say it every single day. In fact, it feels like I say it every hour on SCN track. But uh, Longford tomorrow is going to be a wonderful day, paying homage to a, a superstar that started his career in Tasmania and ended it on that first Tuesday in November in the biggest stage. And are looking forward to not just that, but the great racing associated and, of course, the Longford Cup being the race of the day. Lisa, have a wonderful New Year's, and uh, we'll talk into uh, 2022. Thank you very much, Cam. Thank you, everyone. Happy New Year. Lisa Buckby, I can't wait for it. Piping Lane, he was a superstar. He won the Hobart Cup, as uh, as Lisa just spoke about. They were able, I think it was about $6,000 they paid for him. They sent him for that Melbourne Cup, and he was able to uh, win it in the biggest possible way, in the biggest possible race. And now... We'll say to him and all the connections, he, I think he lived to the grand old age of 26 or 27 piping lane. Looking forward to him being uh, remembered tomorrow on Longford Cup Day of where the races are very good. Of course, if you are going to head to Longford and you're listening right now, pre-purchase tickets. It's the way of the world, a little bit different to what might have been a couple of years ago, but pre-purchase tickets so you don't miss out. News time, our main man Brennan Ryan on the other side of this will talk Greyhounds as we head towards Launceston Monday and Devonport on Tuesday. For Ladbrokes, this is Taz Racing Talk. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. On a beautiful New Year's Eve, it is Taz Racing Talk. No Campbell Brown, Cam Luke in the hot seat. As we head towards what is a huge weekend of racing in Tasmania, it kicks off this afternoon and we look forward to what is going to be 
not just contained to the weekend. Devonport Cup next Wednesday. We'll talk a little bit with Barry Milton in around 15 minutes' time. But our main man, Brennan Ryan, on fire as always, and he joins us. Brennan, Merry Christmas because we had last week off and Happy New Year, mate, and festive greetings and all the rest of it. How are you doing? Yeah, same here, mate. Yeah, no, it's um, very hot, warm weather here at the moment. It's about 28 degrees, uh, which isn't too bad if you can put up with it. But, um, yeah, we're about to tick over into the new year and, yeah, looking forward to the next 12 months. There's some, you know, nice young dogs and we've got the Launceston Cup in January to look forward to just towards the end of the month there. So, yeah, plenty still to come. All right. Do you have a couple that are going to be headed towards these big races you, you speak of? Because uh, you do sometimes keep it on the down low when you've got one that's going all right. I've got two in the heat of the Rising Stars on uh, Monday night at Launceston. Uh, look, they haven't had much education around that track because we didn't think they'd suit there. Um, they've had a couple of little slips, but not much. But um, their last run there uh, on the Wednesday was pretty confident to give them a good show, and uh, the draws aren't helpful, but we'll see how they pan out. All right, so they're not your two best bets of Monday then? No, <laughs> I'll keep them safe <laughs> just, just to keep the monkey off me back, so... All right, well, let's start, mate, because, of course, Launceston Monday, Devonport Tuesday, fire away wherever. We've got a very special guest shortly, but uh, fire away your best bets. Well, I'm going to actually pinpoint towards the Rising Stars because they're our feature highlight coming up. And uh, uh, as we go through them, uh, look, they're not bad little heats. I'm probably sticking towards Windburn Ruby there in race four, which is the first heat. Look, she's short box eight. She wants the rails, but... Drawn out the car park, hopefully she'll stay in that position just enough and get a good clean run through and hopefully be hard to beat. She is the only juvenile greyhound to ever run 29.30 on that on that track. Ooh. She's the fastest juvenile winner. So uh, she puts herself in great stead and hopefully she should be hard to beat there in race four. And then uh, I'm going to go towards... Um, look, I'm going to go towards... He's so cool there in race five, the second heaney, strong box four... Comes off two feature wins in the Denise Fish Memorial and the Christmas Gift at Devonport. So uh, he's looking to line up the, to kick the new year off in a good fashion for trainer Mickey uh, Sheriff there. Uh, beautifully done. And uh, I like when you have a couple with a little bit of confidence in your voice. We look forward to Monday at Launceston, Devonport on Tuesday. At Estin underscore track, Brennan's best bets are always up via our socials. And uh, when it comes to what you've been able to do, not just tipping, but getting the guests you get the big guests each and every, well, every, each and every week. And you've been able to do it again now as our uh, special guest joins us. Well, this person in particular, he's created the training profile for himself. And uh, last night, he, he completed a, a great little effort. He, he's broken through to, through to the ton and got 100 winners. And he joins me now. Blake, mate, many congratulations. What a terrific effort. I mean, you must have been, you know, took a lot of personal pride out of that to get 100 winners in your career. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was a brilliant night last night to bring up the hundred. Um, a couple of weeks ago, it was a bit of a bit of a scary moment where I thought I wasn't get there, going to get there. But last night, it was great to bring it up. You landed a winning travel on the program as well, and we'll quickly go through them. Pages Creek, who look, you can't put a foot wrong with that ground, can you? He's been a terrific dog. He won the winner stakes up at Launceston, and he's just uh, an honest performer every time he goes round. Yeah, he is. He's um he's a genuine six hundred meter dog, and and last night he was just well graded and and drawn drawn where he wanted to be, and he he done everything right and come home with the job done. You've had a little 
you've shown a bit of favouritism towards McInerney when he arrived here, and he's just taken his time to get through the grades, but he, he put the foot down to really run a good race there, and he was deserved to be the short price favourite when he went to the boxes. Yeah, he did. He, he was a brilliant run. Um, if you watching watching the race from behind, he, he sort of was getting checked down the back from the eight dog because he was trying to get up the track. So um, he done a brilliant job to win, and and yeah, he's you know he's got a nice future ahead of him. He's a he's a nice dog that'll go through the grades well. And Aston Virago, look, I know you were really pinpointing him to head towards the you know like the Hobart Thousand. Unfortunately, you had a bit of a injury scarce with him, but um, to see him bounce back into the winners list is a would mean a great thrill. And he knocked off a good he knocked off a good field there. The likes of you know Fabulous Baroque, Nando Dreamer, Eagles Nest Egg. He, he he's proven it when he was at Devonport, but to get a you know a good invitation win like that and uh, give you confidence. Yeah, she she has she began like that a couple of starts before at Hobart and. And it was nice to see her bounce back and do it again and, and um, yeah, do everything right. And it was a, a top field, so she's done a great job to beat a field like that. Blake, when you first started out training, and I, I remember you couldn't get a public trainer's licence straight away. You had to start off with an owner's trainer's licence, and I know that was a bit tough, and you had to rely on support. But the Tindalls, sort of, they jumped in and gave you a hand, didn't they? Like they were, you know, they agreed to you know, mixing ownership around so they can get you off the ground. And you haven't really looked back from there, have you? I mean, it's taken a lot of, you know, perseverance, but you've you've worked at it. Yeah, no, I was very lucky. Um, John Tindall really looked after me when I first started out training dogs and and helped me. And, you know, he's probably one of the ones that got me going and, and got me to where I am today. So um, it's moments like that you don't forget. And, and they're the sort of people you don't forget that have helped you along the way. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been a good road to get here and, and it's it's nice to finally be here. Certainly is, and you know you've got a lot of a good support group around you. I know your mum's a, a, a great help, Barry Haywood as well, and you've got a great list of owners. And I know your dad's been a big supporter of you ever since he's been in Melbourne. He's been able to help you put a few contacts in your way as well. So it's that sort of you know family and, and group of friends that are, are, are vital to you know get your get you going through week in, week in and week out. Yeah, it is, and that's exactly right. We couldn't, we couldn't do, I couldn't do what I do without the team behind me. And um, you know, I'm very lucky. I've got brilliant owners, and and they keep supplying, supplying me with good dogs. So, um, you know, that's that's the biggest thrill out of the hundred winners is to be able to bring it up for the owners and and keep achieving what we've achieved. So, hopefully, next year we can keep moving in that in that direction. Look, 2021 is about to close. Um, 2022 is now on the horizon. I know you've always you've been striving to get that group race on your CV and you've been ever so close a couple of times. Uh, no doubt you'll point your kennel towards the Launceston Cup coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, that's that's our focus now. Um, now that 2021's over, we'll, we'll really focus on Launceston and start. We'll have to trial up there for a few weeks and, and that'll be our main target now and hopefully we can get back into, into the Launceston Cup for another year and try and go one better this year. Cam, um, to, to give a bit more of a background, Blake has come ever so close twice on two occasions and last year was just a memorable run there he had and he was just beaten only, oh, I think Blake it was probably about a head or a half, uh, about a neck yeah. on the line by Winburn Sheehan. That was hard. It was a bit hard to follow, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That, that was the third year, actually, of running second in the long yeah. Testing Cup. So, oh. um, yeah, three years in a row, but you know, you're running places in group races, so you can't complain about that. So hope our turn will come, and, and hopefully it's not too far away. 
Fourth time lucky, mate, and we wish you not only the best, but also for uh, for a wonderful 2022 and you continue the good form, mate. Uh, uh, as always, we appreciate you uh, jumping in line, having a chat to us, and good luck for uh, for what's to come, in the not, not just the next couple of weeks, but the next year. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Brennan. Thank you very much. Beautifully done. Blake Purcell is a superstar. Before we let you go, Brennan, firstly, Happy New Year. Secondly, your best bets, mate. What again do you like in the next couple of days? Race four, number eight, Winburn Ruby. I like her from the... Look, she is a typical railer, but hopefully she can just do enough to handle the wide drawer. And in race five, number four, uh, he's so cool. Looking to make it uh, three feature wins in a row. We won the Denise Fish. He took out the Christmas gift. And now he's on target to really have a good crack at the um, Rising Stars at Launceston on Monday night. Mate, you are a huge part of SCN track. You're a huge part of Taz Racing Talk. You're a huge part of Tasmanian... Greyhounds and Greyhounds, to be fair, right around the country. And we appreciate everything you do for us. And you're a big part of the family. You have a wonderful New Year's. And uh, no doubt this is going to get bigger and better. And you're a huge part of that into 2022, mate. Thanks for doing what you do. No, I appreciate it, Cam. And uh, no doubt you'll uh, you, uh, either yourself will be coming down for the Devonport Cup. So hopefully I'll catch up and we'll have a drink somewhere along the track. Well, Brent, I'm in Hobart today. I'm here for New Year's. Oh. Do you live in Hobart, Brennan? No, I'm in London, unfortunately. Oh, you're down in London. All right, well, I'll see you. I'll be Devonport Cup. Devonport Cup right. on Wednesday, mate. I'm, I'm in and out of the state a few times over the next four or five days. So uh, no doubt we'll grab a beer sometime real soon. Uh, looking forward to it, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Brennan Ryan, he's a star. He's best bets at SN underscore track. They're up on our socials. Talking Devonport Cup, Barry Milton. He's going to join us on the other side of this to talk all about it and the big day next Wednesday. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. As we work our way through the last day of 2021 and into what's going to be a big four, five, six, seven days, in fact, a big 2022 in Tasmanian racing. And uh, Brown and I are going to start in the best possible way. Next Wednesday, we're down at Devonport Cup. We can't wait for it. I put my hand up. It's my first one. Barry Milton's been to about, I'm going to guess, about 50. So I thought I'd get him on the line and talk me through how great of a day it's going to be and what I should be looking forward to the most. Barry, as we welcome you in, Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you, guys. Hey, can't wait for it. First one, as I said, next Wednesday, it's going to be great. It's a great day of racing, that much I know. But everything around it and surrounding events and all the uh, the periphery stuff that goes on just puts it to a whole new level. You've been around for a long time, mate. How exciting is Devonport Cup Day? Yeah, well, it's one of the best days on the northwest coast of Tassie. Um, you know, it's a major event. Uh, obviously, a bit scaled down at the moment with the restrictions in place. But yeah, we're still having a great day. And last year was really good, and we expect this year to be as good as last year. So can't wait. The weather's looking good. Do you remember your first Devonport Cup? Oh, look, I was, yeah, I was only a young gun way back then. I got involved in horses back in the early 80s, so, yeah, did some time back then, but memory these days on mid-70s now, it doesn't go back that far, I'm afraid. <laughs> just just talk talk to me about how, how much the Devonport community love it. I love a cup. I love it. SCN Track family members and everyone who listens to me on a regular basis would know how much I love cups and how much the whole community gets involved in that one very special day. And I'm assuming Devonport's no different. Well, it seems to have turned into a big reunion for, you know, the smaller, bigger businesses and corporates. Um, the same people come back nearly every year. And we've probably got, uh, I think at the moment, 
100 marquees and picnic spots and 50% of them would be corporate businesses, that type of people. So they love to be in the same spot every year and they meet the same people every year. That's basically it's a, yeah, a reunion in summertime. And that's what something, though, and this time of year lends itself to that type of uh, situation with some people having time or a lot of people having time off. But that's exactly what horse racing, and that's exactly what these big cups can do. It is a time for so many people who do move for different reasons to be able to go back and, and reintegrate in, in some way in, in with their old friendship groups or old people they haven't seen for a long time due to circumstances of their, of their career choices, of their movement as their families they get older. Yeah, our event is uh, very much outdoors. Um, you know, we only have limited capacity indoors in our tavern. So, yeah, pretty much everyone's housed in marquees and uh, sort of BYO stuff and bring your own and they've, some of them got bands and, you know, it's just a just a celebration party, really, uh, the horse racing side event, I guess. But, yeah, at, uh, the, cup, the Cup, which is the second last race, generally, uh, yeah, the noise gets pretty pretty high. Now, uh, before I do let you go, you'll be on track, I assume? I will be. I'm on track today. I'm we're sort of a volunteer committee here, so we yep. do most of the prep work. And, uh, yeah, I'll be here um, on track uh, hosting a few dignitaries. And, uh, yeah, and we've got a special guest coming to our cocktail party this year, Brian Martin, ex-race caller. So it'll be great to hear a few stories from him. He's got some great stories. He's been a uh, an icon for a long time in the uh, in the horse racing game. I was just going to say, I'll be on track, and if I want some local knowledge to find the winner, I'll make sure I come and find you, mate, and uh, enjoy what's going to be a wonderful day. Hey, yeah, you no. do a great job. You're a great job for what the Devonport Racing Club, everything they do, and yourself and all the crew do an amazing job to make sure next Wednesday is a huge success. I look forward to getting down there, saying good day to you in person and backing a winner and having a beer, mate. Have a happy new year and look forward to Wednesday. Yeah, thanks very much for all that. We'll see you then. Barry Milton. Well, can't wait for it. Next Wednesday, Brownie, he loves it. Brownie, of course, he said, you got to go. He's got us down there, and we look forward to the Devonport Cup next Wednesday, January 5. So much to get into, and look forward to backing a winner. If you are there, make sure you come and say good day. Probably to Campbell. Brownie's more interesting than I am, but if you are there, we'll have a beer. All right. New Year's Eve, races galore right around the country. Don't go anywhere. Sam Highland to join me after this.